Without further ado, it is time for... The Other Side of Midnight presents... Uh, time for me to give a pat on the back to people that deserve a pat on the back. Let me begin with Shalong Pak Diviji. I hope that's how I'm pronouncing him, uh, name, the name correctly. Shalong Pak Divichit is a film and TV director whose career spans more than seven decades. He has been named the world's oldest TV director at the age of 91 years old by Guinness World Records. At 91, this Thai man has been dubbed the world's oldest TV director after completing his most recent project. He is known as the king of action in Thailand, and he just became the world's oldest TV director with his eight, when his 18-minute, 18-episode miniseries, Sky Raider, completed airing last year. This is very impressive, and uh, I love mentioning stories like this because I think it's really an inspiration to all of us that would like to remain active into our 90s that, yes, you can still do good things and still accomplish things. I want to uh, commend the archaeologists in Egypt who have made a fascinating discovery They have unearthed an incredible smiling sphinx of a Roman emperor. This is really wild. They've discovered a limestone sphinx statue with a smiley face and two dimples near a temple, which happens to be a well-preserved ancient site in that country, in Egypt. The find announced by the Tourism and Antiquities Ministry is just the latest In a series of discoveries made in recent months, researchers believe that the stylized representation of an ancient Roman emperor found inside a two-level tomb near the temple may be Emperor Claudius, who ruled from the year 41 to the year 54. Next to the beautifully crafted Sphinx, the team also found a Roman steel written in demotic and hieroglyphic script that once deciphered could shed light on the identity of the ruler. This particular temple temple is no is located about 500 kilometers south of Cairo because they do use the metric system there. So uh, kudos to all of the archaeologists that were involved in this particular excavation. Let me commend Cheerios. Cheerios is the most dominant cereal in the nation today. That's right. And uh, no no surprise, because my son loves Cheerios. Uh, I mean, all day long, he won't eat, he won't eat. Oh, here's some Cheerios, he'll have those. And sure enough, the largest cereal brand in the United States today is Cheerios, with a revenue of $18.12 billion dollars. And 139.1 million boxes sold in 2021. After Cheerios, this did surprise me a little bit. I would have assumed it would have been cornflakes, but it wasn't. Number two, after Cheerios, was Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes. I would have thought it would be good old-fashioned cornflakes. Um, I'm not a big cereal person. If I were to have something, I like Mucilix. Right, mucilli or mucilix. It's, it almost tastes like you're eating granola. It's got fruits in there, berries. And even though I'm sure there's a ton of sugar in there, I don't eat it really. But if I had to pick one, 
That's what I would pick. I, I don't eat it, but I feel like if you do eat it, you feel like you're being healthy, even though you're eating just as much sugar as everybody else. Although shredded wheat is probably the healthiest of the cereals. All right, let me commend the new New York City Taxi and Limousine Commission chairman, David Doe. You know why? This guy is going to be the head of the agency, the TLC, that that regulates taxis and limousines and taxi, taxi drivers. You know what he's actually done? He's gotten his hack license so that he can find out what it's like to be a cabbie on the streets of New York. He passed his TLC driver's license exam, and he is pledging to do 100 hours behind the wheel so that he has an idea of what it's like to ride the streets, to take street hails, and that kind of thing. So be nice to your cabbie. He just might be the next chairman of the Taxi and Limousine Commission. I want to commend Michaela Schifrin. She set a world record as a champion skier with her 87th career win four days ago. And that is now a world record, 87 career World Cup victories. This is extraordinary. Schifrin set the outright World Cup record for career victories by winning uh, an event on Saturday, breaking a tie with Ingemar Stenmark on the all-time winner list for men or women. The Swedish skier completed in the competed in the 70s and 80s. So now Ms. Schifrin is the all-time winner. 87 World Cup championships in skiing. This is really impressive as well. I want to commend Pranvi Gupta, a seven-year-old girl in India. She is now the world's youngest certified yoga instructor. I think this is great. I mean, she started practicing yoga with her mother when she was three and a half years old, and she's been certified as a teacher by the Yoga Alliance organization after completing a 200-hour training course. This is great. Seven-year-old yoga instructor. Very, I mean, their parents got to be really proud of her. I want to commend Mohammed Sabsab, a Lebanese man who built a wind turbine from recycled plastic, producing electricity for his families and for his family and neighbors. This is incredible. Uh, in Lebanon's windy northwest government of Akar, a literature student taught himself engineering. The guy is an autodidact, totally self-taught. He built a wind turbine on his grandmother's roof. So with government-supplied electricity more of a nice theory than a daily reality, solar panels have become ubiquitous in the region. However, this 25-year-old man used old water drums steel beams, and a cartwheel to build a wind turbine to take advantage of the wind when the sun is behind the clouds. A French literature student, this gentleman dropped out of university when hyperinflation made it impossible for him to continue paying the fees. He used YouTube videos, books, and scientific articles to build the turbine that's working and producing electricity. 
He's hoping for a North Lebanon wind industry to crop up in the wake of his invention, which he says he wants to share with his neighbors. Anyone without solar panels is left without power for all but one or two hours during the day. And the wind turbines, which can be made from scrap, apart from the electronic uh, components or the electric components, they could be an easy solution. This is tremendous. I love this from every different perspective. I love that he taught himself this. I love that he's providing a power for his family. And I love that he's inspiring people to maybe take matters into their own hands when, when the government's not there for you. I want to commend K.J. Osborne, the wide receiver from the Minnesota Vikings who saved a man from a burning car in a life-or-death incident. Uh, This is incredible. This 25-year-old NFL player was in an Uber when his driver saw flames on the side of the road in Austin, Texas on on Sunday night, last Sunday. Speaking with uh, NFL Network's Good Morning Football, Osborne explained how the dramatic rescue unfolded. So Osborne and his Uber driver ran to the wreckage along with two other strangers, and the Uber driver yanked open the passenger door. So they didn't know if the car was going to blow up. So that's when Osborne picked him up. He's bleeding, his blood was on him, and he carries him maybe 10 or 15 yards. The Vikings player said, despite playing football in front of millions of people, it could not prepare him for the pressure of this life-and-death situation. So I think this is, uh, this is great. This is, you know, he tweeted some images from the event and said, most of the time the saying goes, wrong place, wrong time, but this time I believe God had me, us, at the right place at the exact right time. I would agree with them. They saved this guy's life. I mean, good for you. That's a lot of bravery on the part of uh, K.J. Osborne. Let me uh, commend Nick Axton. He just received, or should I say, Dr. Nick Axton. He just received his Ph.D., his doctorate, at the age of 76 years of age, more than 52 years after starting his Ph.D., he got his Ph.D. on mathematical so in mathematical sociology at the University of Pittsburgh. He started it in 1970. After five years, he returned to the U.K. with the Ph.D. unfinished. The U- University of Bristol conferred on him a doctor of philosophy in front of his wife and 11-year-old granddaughter. So uh, I think this is great. Took him 50 years, but he finally got his doctorate. I want to commend Chicago. That's right. Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town, the town that Billy Sunday could not shut down. According to a new study, Chicago ranks as the best U.S. city for creatives. Yes, that's right. U.S. Chicago tops U.S. cities as the most livable cities for those in creative industries. The city's vibrant, creative community makes it a world-class destination for tourists and art level art lovers, and Chicago ranks fourth globally behind Tokyo, London, and Paris. Among U.S. cities, Chicago narrowly beat out San Francisco, New York, and Los Angeles. The study looked at factors including salaries and expenses for artists, 
graphic artists, performers, and musicians, and other categories like the number of creative jobs available, the number of museums and art galleries, the number of green space and parks, and the availability of creative classes and workshops. And sure enough, Chicago is number one. And finally, I want to commend the most popular national park of the year 2022. Well, technically, it's not even a park. It is the Blue Ridge Parkway. New data shows with a dozen parks recording more than 5 million visits each. Visitorship is up to our national parks, which is great. Parks you may expect to have high visitation numbers like the Grand Canyon, the Great Smoky Mountains. They did have high visitation, but not as much as one park, which is not exactly a park. According to the National Park Service, 312 million recreation visits were reported in in 2022 across the 395 parks. Um, So Blue Ridge Parkway isn't exactly the park you envision when you think of Yosemite or Grand Teton. Instead, it's a series of forested lands connected to a 469-mile stretch of roadway traipsing through the Appalachian Highlands of Virginia into North Carolina's western tip. So near the parkway or within the wider Blue Ridge Parkway National Heritage Area, you're also able to see and find some of the oldest mountains in the world, as well as all sorts of other tourist destinations like Mount Mitchell, New River, Whitewater Falls. So um, it's also the longest road planned as a single unit in the U.S., according to the National Park Service. The Blue Ridge Parkway was built in a series of major public works projects to help boost the travel and tourism industry, giving the Appalachian region a leg up to climb out of the Great Depression nearly 100 years ago. And people are still visiting. How do you like that? All right. Uh, On that note, we're going to talk about the failures of all these banks. What does it mean for you? Could this be 2008 all over again? We're going to get into it in a moment with uh, Simon Constable. He is a brilliant financial commentator, a brilliant writer, and uh, has a delightful U.K. accent, which you will hear momentarily. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. 